What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Relax this Sunday with a little moment to yourself and the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. It's Wednesday, January 20th. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is Reopening America. Finally, the pandemic has fundamentally changed access to entertainment, and possibly for the better. The live events industry has suffered under health restrictions and forced many events to go virtual. While live-streamed events can't replace the experience or financial benefits, it has opened events to wider audiences and will probably be part of the mix going forward. Emily Yar, entertainment reporter at The Washington Post, joins us for how virtual events may be here to stay. Thanks for joining us, Emily. Thanks for having me. I can't wait till everything has calmed down, things are safe, and we can get back to concerts, other live events. Really, throughout this past year of the pandemic, obviously one of the industries that took such a huge hit, we couldn't gather with people, so these things couldn't be held anymore. But what it's done, you know, what we saw were a lot of people, a lot of events, bands, musicians, individuals, everything really transitioned to these virtual events. And it's really changed access to entertainment. You can obviously sit in your living room now and watch some of your favorite artists performing and, and doing things like that. So, Emily, uh, you wrote an article about how it has changed and it could be for the better. So tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, I mean, I kind of thought of this idea because at the beginning of the pandemic, it was so upsetting just to see every plan I had, you know, get canceled, um, you know, going to festivals and concerts and even book talks and things like that. And I was really surprised, actually, when some of these things started moving online. I kind of, you know, begrudgingly was like, okay, I'll give this a shot. But then I actually kind of really enjoyed them and realized I could, you know, suddenly see, yeah, like an author talk on a book tour who never would have come to D.C. where I live and watch that or, you know, watch some of these live stream shows and see acoustic performances um, from artists that I love when they, yeah, in normal times would have never done that. So I kind of grew to really enjoy it. And then I just started wondering the people that put on these performances, how do they feel about it? And do they think it's going to stay like this even when life goes back to normal? And I was really surprised at how many people said that they think, you know, even though they can't wait until in-person gatherings can safely resume, that they think live streaming will be a part of their lives and shows from now on. I mean, yeah, for some of these musicians that might have taken this approach too, it really was a lifeline, a, a way to still make some money 
because they couldn't tour because they couldn't do any of these things. One of the companies that you talked about in your article is called Stage It, and they were hosting a lot of these events. And the interaction was pretty robust. They can set up Q&As, have a little chat room so people can kind of talk while the performances are going on. And you build these little communities, which I think is kind of one of the coolest parts of it. And also one of the things that make it a little more endearing, uh, make people want to be part of these events even more. One of the artists I talked to was Rhett Miller on the old 97s, and he said he was so surprised by how much he enjoyed these live concerts, and he really did it. He said out of necessity, you know, he has kids at home. Um, he's like, I'm thinking about the college fund, and I just needed a way to make money while I was off the road. And so Stage It is different than some other platforms because you have to pay for a ticket. In some cases, I think it's pay what you can, but like you have to pay to get in. And you can also, there's a function where you can tip the singers um, while they're performing. So yeah, he said he's um, on track to do 200 shows by the one-year anniversary of when everything shut down and that some of the regulars who tune into a lot of his shows have become like kind of real life friends. Um, you know, they talk online every week when they see these concerts. So yeah, it's again, a, kind of a surprising way, but um, can definitely be a sustainable way to kind of build your own community. And as you mentioned a little bit ago, this could be all included, you know, obviously nothing's going to replace live events, especially on the revenue side for venues and the musicians themselves, but this is going to be all part of the mix. And you can think about how other big, uh, you know, festivals, as you mentioned, too, uh, like Coachella. Obviously, they have their two weekend events now, but they stream everything live on the first weekend and they get huge numbers for people just wanting to tune in to see the spectacles, see their favorite artists. You see things like virtual concerts and events on Fortnite, on the video game. So this is going to be increasingly part of the mix for everybody, really. The CEO of Stages that I talked to said that he's already talking to other venues across the country that basically, um, want, you know, when things do go back to normal, they still want a setup for a camera, you know, to stream shows and bars and clubs and things like that. And obviously there'll be, you know, restrictions for it either regionally or they won't let people live stream. Like if you sell a certain number of tickets or a venue has to sell out before you do that. But I think it's really great. And I guess even in my mind, I kind of would have maybe in the before time thought that, oh, if there's a virtual option, maybe people won't want to go out. Uh, maybe it's just easier to stay home. But now that everyone has stayed home for so long, my thinking has completely changed. Yeah. I'm like, of course, people will still want to go. But it would also be really nice to give the opportunity um, for people that can't make it or can't afford it to also be able to just see the show from home. I think that is a wonderful idea about putting cameras up in bars and clubs. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've wanted to buy a ticket, something local for me that I couldn't see. And if they had this option, I would almost definitely want to see it, especially if it was one of my favorite bands, things like that. The last thing I wanted to bring up, you know, it's not just musicians. You did mention book tours and you spoke to an author who really didn't think it would work out, but it ended up being so well. I mean, she did kind of a worldwide book tour over these virtual events. Um, so I talked to Britt Bennett, who wrote uh, The Vanishing Half, which was um, a huge book last year. And it was her second book. And she said, yeah, she was really nervous. I um, mean, you know, her first uh, book tour, obviously, she went all over the place. And I think she said, you know, at that point, so many people were watching so many things. Like, why would someone want to tune in to hear me talk? But she was really surprised that, um, you know, she got a huge response. And as a result, she was able to, um, you know, do book talks in places that her publishers never would have sent her. She said, yeah, it went all over the world. Um, you know, one day she would be doing a book talk in San Diego and the next she'd be doing a podcast in South Africa. And she said that, yeah, one of her takeaways is she hopes publishers kind of learn that readers really are everywhere and they can kind of diversify um, where they send authors again when everything opens back up. 
I mean, there's so many things that have changed because of the pandemic. And on this front, the access part of it, I think, is just really great access to entertainment the way we're talking about now, access to work. More people can work from home if their job suits it. So this notion of access has just amplified throughout the pandemic. And I think at least that part of it is really good. Emily Yar, entertainment reporter at The Washington Post. Thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.